Sometimes you just need to kick back, relax, and check in on things in life that affect us every day without adding too much controversy while still focusing on the challenges and joys of everyday life. We've got a show for you about everything from health, life, love, and wealth. Let's wrap up your Saturday with sensible, engaging talk about the topics you missed during the week. This is Alexandra and Friends. Good evening. Welcome to Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. Thank you so much for spending another Saturday night with us. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. We also have a new um, advertiser on our podcast, Mr. Jose with Old Home Barbecue. So when you're listening to our podcast, think about barbecue. Visit his restaurant on Josie and Carrollton. Thank you so very much for this evening. So we're going to take just a few seconds to listen to the Clark family, the Clark children with the Pledge of Allegiance. That's right. These are my kids, Preston, who is 16. You'll hear sounds like me. And then I have Callan, who's 11. Josie is six. And little Brennan just turned four right before Christmas. I hope everybody stands up when you listen to this and put your hand over your heart and be thankful for being in this wonderful country. America is number one. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you for listening to that wonderful Pledge of Allegiance. So we have an exciting evening this evening. Uh, Mr. Uh, Billy Tatum's not here today. We don't know what he's doing, but we'll talk to him when he gets back on next Wednesday. Hello, Courtney. How are you? This is my co-host. Good evening. I just love to begin. Billy, if you're listening, we miss you. Alexander is in rare form tonight, everybody. <laughs> it's going to be quite a show, I feel like. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then, of course, our producer, Michael Clark, he's uh, hanging out with us today, as usual. And we have two amazing guests. We today. do. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun with them. Why don't you introduce them for us? Who's your guest? Because we both brought a guest this week, and I'm really excited. And it's funny about how people and connections and yeah. building relationships can foster additional things that can maybe build further connections. And this is kind of me and my story with Mr. Eddie Brown, Officer Eddie Brown, future Constable Eddie Brown. And uh, so to go back a little bit, um, when I worked at an insurance company, I don't work there anymore. I don't work there anymore. This is when I handle claims. I had a, a buddy that I worked with that we were friendly with. He ended up deciding to have some sort of midlife Crisis. I wouldn't say it's a crisis because it's pretty cool what he did, but he left insurance. He went and tested out at uh, a police department, went through the academy, ended up meeting Eddie Brown. And I got out of that particular job and started selling insurance. And so he referred Eddie to me. And so Eddie's actually one of my my clients for a couple of years now. So that's how we know each other. And then when we had seen that he was running for constable, he had recognized that you had connections within the Carrollton area. And so I thought it would be a good opportunity for you guys to connect and maybe. And he went to Carrollton this weekend. He she did. was right there where you were. Who's she? Uh, Cronda. I'm sorry. Cronda's our other <laughs> guest. So you were downtown Carrollton, right? Yes, for, the, for, for the parade. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. So this is so strange. We're all in the same place at the mm-hmm. same time on uh, on uh, Saturday. Well, how about that? So uh, now I brought my guest is mm-hmm. Cronda Chimish. But I also see that you have a name by the Macarena. Mascarenas. So um, my welcome. Thank you. On my mom's side, uh, our family settled in the, came in the 1720s um, and settled in northern New Mexico, just north of Cuba in Farmington. And there's uh, my great grandma uh, Mascarenas is Mascarenas. Mascarenas. And then uh, Martinez, 
There's uh, the land that they settled in has been um, set as a historical site with uh, Martina's name on it. My grandmother grew up in an adobe home with dirt floors. Oh, so wow. she was in New Mexico. New right? Me- Northern New Mexico. Well, welcome to, uh, to have you here. So tell us about your guest, Corny. Yes. So Eddie Brown. Eddie um, Brown. Eddie Brown's currently a officer with the local police department. He was a former parole officer. Yes, correct. And now you're running for constable India. for which area? Precinct 4. It covers DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Grand Prairie, Capel, Carrollton, and Irvin. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your journey. Where are you from? Talk to us about kind of your family and, and why you're running for constable now. Okay. Well, I'm from uh, I'm from the Dallas. Uh, born and raised in Dallas County. I uh, went to Dun- high school at Duncanville High School. Once I completed Duncanville High School, I went to work, uh, go to University of North Texas. At University of North Texas, I took up criminal justice because my dad, I wanted to follow my dad's footsteps. He was uh, a DEA agent, and I wanted to always be in law enforcement and follow his footsteps. So once I graduated from North Texas, I went to become a parole officer. I was I supervised the high, high crime rate criminals, uh, murderers, uh, sex offenders on electronic monitoring. Uh, I tried to help re uh, help ex offenders reentry into the community, you know, smoothly. And uh, a police officer has seen how I work with the uh, the uh, ex offenders, and he told me, "Hey, you should become a police officer." So I'm like, I don't, "I don't know," and I prayed about it, and I went and took the test, and I got hired. And so I've been there for 14 years. I'm a master peace officer. I used to be a school resource officer. And now I'm a patrol officer. I answer calls for service anywhere from mental health, I mean, uh, death investigations, all of it. I mean, I'm the first person on scene usually. And I live in, I live in Dallas County, and uh, a guy approached me and said, hey, you should run for constable. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And then my son was hearing me, and he said, Dad, I want you to run for constable. I said, you don't even know what a constable is. <laughs> but he, he said, I know it's a police officer, and he said, I want you to do it. So I tell my kids, hey, if you if you have a dream, follow your dream. Absolutely. So I couldn't so I couldn't be a hypocrite and not you know follow my dream. Mm-hmm. And so I, I put my name in the hat to run for constable. I know it's an uphill battle, but because I'm going against a person who's already in it for four years, but I'm I welcome that. And during this time, I've been out in the community, and I realized like it's so much like especially in Carrollton this past weekend. I mean, it was cold, but to see all those people still out there. In the cold, it meant a lot. And what exactly does a constable do? Like, what is the difference between a police officer and a constable? Well, a, a constable is actual police officer, but they deal with the civil process. They deal with evictions, uh, rid of attachment, rid of reentry. So, if you have a child custody battle and there's no paperwork from the courts, they can actually remove a child and give it back to either CPS or the custodial parent. And a lot of the community don't understand what a constable is. So that's why I want to educate them what a constable do, have seminars, educate the community so they can be aware of the stuff. And like I said, I don't want people to be kicked out. This mm-hmm. pandemic has, has done a lot. I want to offer rental assistance for people before the courts have a final say so. Very good. So now we're going to talk to Kwanda because Kwanda is also running for... Okay, so let me just go back for a second. Our our show today, we invited two young people. Yes, you guys are young. Look a little older, but you're young. <laughs> two young people to tell us a little bit about their story. They're two different worlds, but we wanted to bring two worlds together because it looks like they're very fine people. 
And so we we've got some questions, and we'd like to for you to tell us what your what your thoughts are and where you're going. So, Kronda Timish, you are running for office too, but tell us a little bit about you, how you got to where you are today, a little bit of your background, where you come from, and what you're doing. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank I, you. I uh, grew up. My dad worked for an oil company, so kind of grew up in the oil patch. Um, moved to Midland my senior year of high school from New Orleans. Went to Texas Tech where I met my husband, and we uh, started a company out of our garage here in uh, Denton County in Louisville in uh, 1990. And we've grown it from one employee and me working two jobs and my husband working 100 hours a week to uh, 65 employees. Uh, we've raised our family here in the community. Have um, We really um, are blessed to be able to give back to, uh, we really support children's and, and women's uh, organizations, Children's Advocacy Center, Communities and Schools of North Texas. Um, as I was raising my kids, actively involved in the schools, um, was the first female football booster club president um, for Hebron High School, and that was an honor to do. And uh, I've served two terms on the Louisville ISD School Board. I'm currently on the Child Protective Services School Board, so you know some of the work that the constables do for our community. Um, we have two businesses uh, that my husband and I own, Green Meadows Landscaping and a new business, Gardens to Go, that delivers plants to your front door. And so that's some of what I do uh, here in the community. So what makes you think that you could uh, be the next state rep? And so that's a great question. I love to serve our community, and I want to be able to give back and make a difference in Serving um, as a business owner growing up, I knew as when we started out our business, we're paying taxes, um, and there's so much paperwork, even when you're not making a profit. And there's so many things that the government has made it more difficult. When we started our second business 30 years later, we had to, because of the regulations and paperwork, we had to have attorneys and CPAs to help us set up our business. We're making it more difficult for young people to start a business. We're making it more difficult. And we know that in Texas, our small businesses are the backbone of our community. I've also was actively involved in legislation as a school board trustee. Uh, we understand in the state of Texas, we have 5.5 million children that we're educating. And we want to make sure that our future generations have the excellent education that we were afforded here in Texas. Very good. That's a, so let me go back now to Mr. Eddie Brown. Eddie, so... I have a very important question to ask you. I know you want to run for constable. Well, but you know you work for a top top of the line police yes, department ma'am. and and one of the very very best. Yes, ma'am. So do you have to quit your uh, your job to be able to run for constable? Uh, if I if I'm elected, I, I have to. Not quit. while you're running. Not while I'm running. It's not. Do you don't have the Hatch Act then? Uh, yeah, I mean. Are like you familiar said, with the Hatch Act? No. Well, that's all I'm asking that okay. question. I run, I run campaigns. The Hatch Act is uh, if you are an office, uh, if you're uh, an officer, mm-hmm. you need to, you might want to check, and you're running for office, and you're a police officer or, or anything that the, the that the federal government also supports with money. Uh, sometimes you have this little implementation, so it's called the Hatch Act. You might want to take a look at it because you're running for office also. So how does that work if he's accruing time and service with the police department and then you become a constable? Does he lose those benefits or is that that, that something totally different different because he's moving from Collin County to Dallas County? But the hatch, um, the reason is I ran a uh, campaign for the chief of police 
in Cockrell Hill. Okay. Of, of, it was about eight, eight, nine years ago. And uh, during the campaign, we had whoever, who the other person that was running hit us on the Hatch Act because she was a police, she was a chief, and she was running for sheriff. And the car that she was using for work and everything else, even during the day, you're not campaigning, but still was she was using federal money, supposedly, for driving and things like that. Well, yeah. I, well, I spoke with my legal team. I mean, that's Good. before I did anything. I spoke with my legal team to find out what I could do and mm-hmm, what I couldn't mm-hmm. do. Good, because you know, I didn't want to just, you know, just and then be a surprise and be like, "Hey, oh, well, you didn't let us know." I wanted to get everything. I wanted to get my ducks in a row so I can know what to do what and you what do, I cannot yeah. do. That's good. Because I, I don't want, like I said, I don't want to be caught up in any mess. I mean, like I said, running for a position, you see you see stuff you never thought of. Oh, and, of course. And it's, and it's like, you you know, you see people with drama and this and oh, that. Yeah. And I'm like, well. Baggage. Yeah, and I'm like, well, I mean, how can we not do this peacefully? I mean, why you have to bring up people, family and, you know, three throw people on the bus and. It's a cutthroat game, mm-hmm. and oh, I've seen it, but I, I don't want to run myself that way. That's I've never good. been that way. I mean, I'm still be the person I am. Well, thank very you good. so much. Very good. That's very good. Well, we're we're going to take a little break, so think of the things that we might be asking you when we come back, because we're going to do tough questions, right? Yes. Morning. You're listening to Alexander and Friends. Please like our Facebook, Alexander and Friends 660. You can also check out all of our previous podcasts on our website at alexanderandfriends.com. The show is brought to you by Miller Title. Roberto Perez. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. Our show is brought to you by Roberto Perez, Miller Title, Texas. And this evening, we have two amazing guests. We have Honda Timish and Eddie Brown, Jr. Is a junior, sir? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. And they both are, this evening, our show is a little bit different than what we usually have. But we invited these two uh, wonderful people to talk a little bit about what, where they come from and where they're going, because our journey is always important. And they both are running for office. Whether they're going to win or not, we don't know, but I think you need to listen to them. We're going to do this once a month. We're going to take one week and just bring somebody from different worlds, different walks of life. Right, Courtney? You got it. This was Courtney's idea, so here I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Billy didn't have an idea, so we don't, we're not going to use this idea. Are you listening, Billy? <laughs> <laughs> so you, Alexander, you've got a really uh, extensive background in campaign and political dealings and obviously you know a lot about the laws and legalities and stuff so i guess you're the best person to try to ask the questions because i don't i don't know a ton about it you know these are i learn something new every week here and so then i try to do my research about it and then you throw something new at me and i feel like i'm trying to do all the learning to get caught up but it's a lot so what are some things as far as like the people that are listening i mean we talk a lot about people's journeys and stuff like that but you know, what are some things that you know that would be beneficial in your experience to let people like Eddie and Rhonda know with their campaign and also other people that may be looking they to do something? Looking, yeah. the same? Well, number one, I think we need to talk that they that we need to tell the people that they're running in two different. Yes. Uh, in, in two different counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rhonda, uh, you're Rhonda, you're in calling uh, Denton, Denton, Denton County. County. OK. And you're at your I'm in Dallas, Dallas County. County, even though you work right now in calling your Dallas County. Yes, OK. Ma'am. And I think that's very important because each one is going to be in a different in a different world and why they're running. So I think I want to start. I know, Kronda, that I said we would start with you, but I think I want to start with Eddie because 
he's coming, he's moving from one section to another to another. And why is he leaving his police force to the, to this? And maybe a little bit of how he started the whole. So can you go back a little bit and, and start? What made you go into the world of a parole officer? And, and He wanted to follow in his father's steps. Right. But. That is a very difficult job, you know. Mm-hmm. What what were you as you, when you started? You you went through the the ugly times because yeah. that is a very tough job. When I when I when I uh, was in college, uh, I became part of the Dr. M. J. Conrad uh, leadership I program. I saw that mm-hmm. sponsored by Central Royce West. So then, once I I interned with the parole office, I did it for three summers. I, I interned with the police department as well, Dallas Police Department. And once I graduated, I went to grad school for a semester. And then one day I was visiting the parole office and I told the supervisor, I said, Hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm ready to get paid. Stop taking <laughs> our school loans. I'm ready. To, you know, I'm ready to, you know, start a career. And they said, well, Hey, do you want to, we have a, a position open. Do you want to come, you know, come work for us? And I told them, yeah. And they were like, Hey, we don't need to do an interview because you've been with us so long. We just need to do a start date. And so, I mean, I started two months later, and I, I appreciate them for giving me the first actual job in criminal justice. And and that that gave me a lot. I, I worked with the community a lot. I was able to do, you know, different volunteer volunteering services through the uh, parole office. And, I mean, I, I thank them for that. Like I said, it, it, I guess it was a stepping stone for me to go to the police department. So being a parole officer, that is one of the hardest jobs there is. I know if, I have several clients, and my son was thinking of being a parole officer. And he had the the hardened criminals. I, you had yeah. the hard criminals. How did you feel every day? I know one of my clients literally had to just leave it because he became so emotional. Because you go, I mean, they beat you up. They care yeah. about How was your How was your family going through this when you were a parole officer? I like to know a little bit about that. I mean, that's a tough job. I mean, it was a tough job because. You know, once I had to go in different parts of town mm-hmm. and some of the parts wasn't safe. And I had a lot of people, like I said, they were, you know, murderers, oh, sex yeah. offenders. And I, I once I got them, you know, I, I, I wanted to just find out. I just wanted to just do write paperwork and do this. I wanted to get a little bit about the history and find out, hey, what they should do that. And some of these people were genuinely, you know, sorry for what they did. And I've had people, you know called me a lot of them want to cut their money off because they felt like, Hey, I can't be on this system for 90 days. Some had to be up there for a year. Mm-hmm. So I would have some of them call me and say, Hey, you've been one of the best person people in my life, but I can't take this no more. And I, I just had to talk to them and say, Hey, you don't want to do this because you, 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 you might go back to prison and then you had to start all over. So at least think about it, pray about it, mm-hmm. talk to your family before you do it. Some of them still cut it off, but some of them actually did listen Ooh. and said, okay, hey, I'm, I'm going to stick with this. So you have to go and find them. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, I mean, when, when they cut them off, it's kind of hard to, to find them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, then we U.S. Marshals, you know, I mean, DPS, troop, I mean, all of them are on search for those people. But, I mean, you know, sometimes you just can't, you can't help some people. You know. do, you, do you think how long ago was that job that you did it? That was from 2000 to 2007. 
Do you think that that position with the technology that we have in place now uh, has made it easier for people that cut their money off to track them? Because everybody's posting their TikToks and their Snapchats, right? You know everyone's location on their phone. Yeah, Yeah, back Mm -hmm. then it was kind of hard. I mean, now that you have so much technology, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you used to see if you, you know, go to a shoe store and you had a big monitor on your ankle, you know how you was on parole. Now it's probably smaller and less hidden probably. I'm pretty sure people will probably be, you know, because you're taking a shower with a big box on your ankle and, you know, you can't get it wet sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I mean, I understand people, but they still had, you know, to go on with life. And I understand and probably now, I mean, I haven't, I, I know some parole officers still there, but I mean, I don't know how, how it has changed as far as the size of the monitors, but I'm pretty sure the technology now is, is way better than when we had it. Well, I don't know, because we were at basketball practice the other day and it was a men's pickup and there was a... a a man there and uh, he kind of caught my eye and then I scanned down and he had some ankle jewelry on and I was like, Oh, I wonder what he did. You know, I wonder what he did, but it was, it was still a decent size. Well, it, could, of, it couldn't be too bad if he was out there. I mean, playing, I mean, especially around the kids. Yeah, so yeah, we ruled yeah, out a couple yeah, things. Yeah, so yeah, what could so. it be? Maybe just like a, a DWI charge or something. I mean, probation can't put them on, but parole. I mean, they were like, you know, some sex offender murderers. I mean, if, if the board, uh, basically uh, assess them at this level, mm-hmm. they would say, okay, you need to be on the monitor for maybe 90 days. Mm. Some of them they had a year. And then they had to reassess them to see if they would take them off the monitor. He had no shame, though. He was just out there with all these people just oh, like, yeah, doing yeah, his yeah. thing. I mean, if, if a parole officer, probation officer let them be out there, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, you know, they're not okay. you know, hardcore criminals. So then you decided to, then you went to the poli- to Dallas police? No, uh-uh, I went to, uh, in Collin County. I went. So to, yeah, you've been with I, Collin County for how long? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. What is your um I'm a, I'm a masterpiece officer. I'm just a patrol officer. I was a masterpiece. Yeah, well, not, uh-huh. You're not only. You yeah. are uh, yes, ma'am. a patrol officer. And, and, and we thank you for your service. Well, yes. Because you know what? In today's world, you're the best that's ever happened to us. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. Even really though a lot of people think different. I, mean, I, I appreciate it. I mean, times are hard. And, you know, it's a lot of officers are retiring and, mm-hmm. you know, rethinking yep. this, you know, and uh, and my whole thing is I love kids and I love the elderly. And, you love the law. Yeah. And and so I, I see kids come to me and say, hey, you know, I want to be a police officer when I grow up. Excellent. And I tell them, hey, you know, I, I appreciate that. But do you realize you can be a chief of police? You can be a constable elected official. I don't want them to just say, hey, I want to be a police officer. It's more things higher and greater than that. But I think very good you're saying that. But I'm from the old school. So you're able to get everything as long as you work for it. Yes, ma'am. And you've got to be the person. You It's in you because, you know, it's like somebody said the other day, well, <laughs> McDonald's? Well, hell, you've got to start somewhere. And if you start at McDonald's and you're making $10, the next time you look for another job that makes you 50 and it, but that's what you have to do. So police officer, to me, you are a wonderful, wonderful person because you're giving to us. You well, take care you. of all of us. Well, do you know you. that I tested to be a police officer? Yes, you told us. I failed by one push-up. They had... Uh, but can you can go do push-ups now? I mean, probably not now. I put no, on some no. weight, but this was when I was like, you know, fit and stuff. But it, uh, yeah, I failed by one push-up and I thought that I was so smart. It was that 2012, we had that run of like 90 days of 105 degree weather. It was so hot. We got out there to do the sprint, passed the test, did everything else, get out there to do the, the sprint. And right after that, we rolled into the push-ups and I got on my last one. And I couldn't get all the way <sighs> back up. And they said, well, you could try. And I was dead. And everybody behind me had like a 10 to 15 minute break because they were waiting for the push. So, but it Did was meant to be I'm going back. No, not now. No, it was such a blessing because I would have been, 
I, I probably would have been on the internet. It probably would have happened. But it's it, it's interesting because it's you know you I come from a family of law enforcement. Yeah. I I have the mentality you know where there's a lot of people that hear a noise and they mm-hmm. hide. Yeah. I grab my bat, me too, whatever weapon of choice, and I go to it. And uh, you think of those situations where you're in that panic mode and how you respond to it. And I, I'm like the crazy person, you know, that runs towards Was, the danger. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting how that uh, is kind of in you. But yes, I think with the current climate of things that that yeah. was a, I'll so, stick with insurance. Yes. <laughs> Eddie, so I have one just to bring bring you back to the Dallas County. So now you're leaving Collin County to go back to Dallas County. Why did you not uh, continue moving up with the um, plane of police officers? Well, I mean, that's my, my question is because you are in a very big, I mean, yeah, like like I said, I, I love my department, uh, and I, I have taken the uh, sergeant test. I was on the uh, last promotional uh, list, mm-hmm. but that expired, so we would have to take another test. And like I said, I live in in Dallas in, County, in da- Dallas, and yeah. and like I said, I love my department. But if I can get to a position, you know, where I can help more in the community, uh, be uh, you know seen, you know, right now I'm in one community. So in Collin County, but if I'm in Dallas County, I'm in multiple. That's where your heart is. Yes. And so I can branch out and be in every community because I feel if you, if you run for anything, I feel you need to be visible, not only during uh, election time throughout your, your term. And so that's my whole thing. I want to be visible. I want to educate. I want to be in every community. I want to uh, divide out and go to each community. I don't want to just concentrate on one community. I want to visit every school. And, and that's a large and that's a large area. I want to visit every school. I want to offer scholarships. Like I said, I, I care about communities and outreach. And that's my biggest thing on my heart. So we're coming to the end of this, uh, of this chapter here. But I want to ask you one thing. Your first job is as a, as a constable is what? My first job is to uh, educate and to uphold, uphold the, the law. law. And that's what we're that's what we're here tonight. And yeah. I'm looking forward and I think that's what your citizens need to hear because we are in a real hardcore of of, of the law. Yes, and that's ma'am. I think the most important for for the people to hear. Because everybody talks about when they're running for a campaign, I wanna be around everywhere. Your your job is to uphold the law and make sure the young people understand it. And when you get to see them, you need to talk to them about it. Crime is rampant right now. Yes, it is. And so I'm looking forward to be in your in your area sometime and walk with you yes ma'am okay so we're coming back in a few minutes i think in a few minutes we're going to come back with Kronda and talk to her a little bit and then Mm -hmm. we'll we'll bring them together but i think each one has a little time so just right before we leave why should we vote for you you should vote for me because first of all i'm i'll be visible i care about the community i will educate the community and like the kids my kids say that that is the best so (laughs) very good hopefully hopefully my kids don't tell me a lie every night before they go to bed. And hopefully I can I mean, lead all those cities and be presentable and be visible. Very good. Well, we'll come back with you in just a few minutes. We're going to take a real quick break. Thank You're you. listening to Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title. We'll be right back. Now, Alexandra and Friends presents questions with the sponsor. Here is Courtney with Roberto Perez of Miller Title. Roberto, what is title insurance? I'm glad you asked. Uh, title insurance is what you would get as a guarantee that the transfer of your real estate transaction is clear. So it's kind of like the uh, insurance policy for that sale. 
To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com. Welcome back to Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. This is um, a very special evening on a Saturday night. And we have two great, great uh, guests this evening. We, we did it. We crossed the line this week because we're talking about life and in life, everything happens. And we brought together two wonderful candidates that are running one in Denton County and one in Dallas County. So we just had Eddie Brown talk a little bit about his background and all his police officer section. So now we got Kwanda Timish, uh, who is running for state rep in the Denton, in uh, Denton County. And I think at one time you would have been my state rep, but I'm uh, on the other side. Of, I'm in Farmer's Branch. So welcome. Tell us a little bit about you and uh, why you're running and what do you plan on doing? And now you were running for uh, something else last last election, right? I ran for state representative for House District 65 in 2020. Came really close. To Very winning. close. And yes. that's now 60. Now that, that was still 65. 65. OK. With okay. redistricting, um, I am still in 65. And I am running because I know that I am going to be a strong voice for our community um, down in Austin, for our community, our business owners, uh, for education, as well as um, health and family services, our families that are touched by foster care and child protective Mm. services. And so um, I want to be able to, having experienced and have experienced testifying down in Austin and working with our legislators, I know that you need to be able to have relationships. That's really important that you have strong relationships with your community members. You know what they want and what's important to them, as well as relationships in Austin, because you do need to be able to have uh, a majority vote to pass your bills. Absolutely. And so you need Absolutely. to be able to work together, and those are strengths that I have. And so I am really passionate about um, serving, and so that's going to be some of the reasons that I'm running. And you asked with redistricting, uh, it has changed for those that live in Carrollton. It includes, it starts, it's all in 65 is in Denton County, but it starts in the three precincts that are the city of Dallas, Denton mm-hmm. County, then Carrollton, um, just more on the, along the uh, Collin County border, Josie area, North. It's a big area. It's now. a big area. Uh-huh. And my district is shaped kind of like a rainbow, includes Plano, Louisville, Highland Village, Double Oak, Copper Canyon, Bartonsville, Lantana, Argyle, Justin, uh, Draper, North Lake, Roanoke, and ends at Texas Motor Speedway in Fort Worth. Whoa, you've got it. So they really extended it all the way in the other area. Wow. So what is the first bill you're going to introduce when you sit in that chair? So thank you so much. There's several bills that I want to to consider um, for ours. some of it is going to be people ask, when I, as I've been block walking, people are concerned about the safety in their homes. They want to make sure that we're not defunding the police. They want to make sure that we're funding education, and uh, they are concerned about property taxes. And so if we're going to be um, cutting, if we want to increase budgets in some areas, we know we need to decrease in others. One of the things I want to look at is our sunset review. Our sunset committee meets every seven years. Um our legislators meet every two years, so they so the sunset reviews each agency um, every seven years. Um, correct that, and then, but we only meet every two years, and so there's not enough time to really do a deep dive on all of the agencies. And we've seen even in the last two years during the pandemic how efficient our businesses and how efficient we've been able to do with technology things that we had to do on paper before. We're now able to do electronically. There's things that I feel like we can go in and look at all the agencies and the programs that we have 
And where can we become more efficient, just like our businesses have become so much more efficient? You know, in the real estate world, how much easier it is to close a house from what I had to do last time inside piles and piles of paper. Nothing could be done electronically. Now, absolutely, we have Mm -hmm. that opportunity to do. So one of the bills I want to look at is reducing some of the agency um, programs that are are more archaic now with the technology that we have in place. Well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you're doing because that's important. To me, a state rep is the most important. Is they're the ones that take those bills and work them. And that's what is to me. And if you're going to talk about taxes, I think that's the primary that you need because taxes are just out of control. But yes, never reduce the money for, the, for, for our first responders. And when we're talking about first responders, we're not just talking about police officers, fire department, sheriff's department, all these areas. And that's where the crime has just haywired everywhere because it's just... We, we're the police officers. We don't have enough. They're retiring. They're leaving. So, so what else? Uh, what what else is on your plate now? So, are you are you, are you doing walk, block walking? Are you doing all these wonderful things? Uh, yeah. So, what we're doing now is just uh, what block walking um, is when a candidate comes to your door and yes, knocks on the door. What I t- tell people is, I don't want to take a lot of your time, but I want you to be able to have a name to a face because so many times when you're knocking on a door, they're like, well. So I have questions, and they're asking me questions about federal government. I'm like, no, we're talking state of Texas. We're talking um, going down to Austin. We meet every two years. There's so many people moving in new to the area. So I just want people to be able to um, understand what what uh, the values that are important to me. And on my um, card is my personal cell phone number. So I'm like, Very here's good. my number. Please contact me. I want to have a relationship. I want to hear from you. I want to know what your concerns are. Because we know that all politics is local. Absolutely. And I want to make sure that people um, have a connection with their state rep down in Austin. And that's very important. And Jared, Jared was my, my state rep for a long time in, in Little Elm. But he actually was um, Pat, Pat um, Fallon. Fallon. He was my neighbor. So I had a great contact with him. But one of the things uh, Pat, um, Jared did was really, really good was all the time he was walking. He Even on no soliciting, what he would do is, he carried this sign, which I think is good. He stand on the door because you have this no soliciting. He carried the sign way over here. This is me. I want to just. I want you to meet me. You know. But these are important things that you need to know who you are. And I think also have your office available for everybody. And that's what we missed on this other person that was in your seat because I tried to walk in there many times and I couldn't get in there. And if I can't get in there, you're going to find me very, very ugly. So that's very important. I think this, and that, that I hope she knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> but um, this is important that you open the door for the people to be able to come in and tell you what are their needs and that you take them to Austin to make a difference. Absolutely. And so if people want to meet for coffee, having coffees in people's homes or at a local coffee shop and opportunities just to candidate meet and greet. Um, so the um, events that we're having, I'm also doing candidate forums, did one last night where you have questions from the audience and just continuing to meet with local groups. I am a Rotarian, so actively involved in Rotary, involved in several of our local chambers. I am now a... um, on the Louisville Chamber Board. Very good. And so I've been very involved. In I have that. two questions. <clears throat> First off, how do you address your area in particular is seeing an influx of people from other states that are moving in? Are you finding that those people in their minds are like, we want to get out of where we're at. We want to get to Texas. But are they bringing some of their views? Are you seeing some of that where it's um, 
they don't know that they're unintentionally bringing some of the things that they're leaving from just that mindset? Or do you feel like it's kind of an all in where people are here, they're wanting to make the difference and they moved here for what Texas stands for and kind of what the values and the lifestyles and our laws are uh, in place versus different areas of the country? And I think I would say it's a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. If somebody's moving, choosing to move here, I find that they have very strong um, values. They're moving here because they're fleeing uh, California or New York, high taxes, high crime. They want to move to Texas because of what we have to offer. Mm -hmm. And so definitely are passionate about embracing who Texas Mm -hmm. is and what we are and what makes us great. I do think that there's some people that are moving with businesses that, would love to have what they have in California. I think they get a pretty quick response that we don't want a California or Texas, but most overall, wonderful people Mm -hmm. that have moved here that love Texas and they want to become a Texan as quickly as they can. Very good. And my second question is, when do you sleep? Ah, I mean, how do you do all of this? How are you involved in all of this and have businesses and the kids and then you get your husband and I mean, but really, how do you find the time to deal with everything? What's your give me like a like a woman to woman kind of tidbit to how to handle it all? Well, I'd say as a mom and as a business owner, you really need to prioritize um, and you can't do everything at 100 mm-hmm. percent. I really like to focus on a few things and I can tell you um, that my socks are completely mateless. Um, the kids just dig through, you know, when they were younger, dig through the the bins, um, use the dry cleaner a lot, get help where I can, mm-hmm. because I think that, that as a woman, you just need to prioritize the things that are important to you. And that's spending for me, spending, making sure I'm spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of time and making sure it's quality time. And then, um, just understanding that, uh, there's sometimes I have to say no to mm-hmm. things and just knowing that I'm okay because I think the hardest is what do I leave undone? Right. And so at the end of the day, I would say that when I am at the end of my life, I want to, I'm never going to regret having spent time with family right. or kids. And we know that right. instinctively, but that's usually the first thing that we say um, no to. And mm-hmm. I just really am intentional about, we have like Thursday night dinners with our family, including my sister who makes wonderful dinners every Thursday night. All the kids come over. My parents are there. And so that's really like a carve out special time awesome. that I commit. And that's a line in the sand that I don't want to make sure that I ever miss. And your kids are a little bit older now. They're they not are. you're not having to lug them all over town for activities and stuff. They're in their 20s now. So that's that's something where, you know, I've got I've got a lot of kids and I've got the last ones are 12 and 15. They're coming up the rear and in no time they're going to be in that position. And, you know, you look forward to being able to do all the things that you wanted to do because you feel guilty, right? Like I, I feel guilty trying to take on more things. It's just it it runs into their time. And so it's it's uh it's, it's on tough, the horizon, but it's, it's horizon. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's tough, but you have to but do you're, it. You're modeling, you know, service and you're modeling activity sure. in the community. I ran first. I was involved in heavily in, you know, booster club. I ran for school board when mm-hmm. my kids were some, those similar ages. But you're right. You are going to sacrifice because when you're at a school board meeting, you're missing a parent meeting. Mm-hmm. There was times mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. get to go meet to meet the teacher because mm-hmm. I was at a board meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'll well, be honest with you. I'll never run for school board or PTA. You're going to run for who? I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. But that I'm so sorry. That takes a different kind of person. And I am not that person. Well, <laughs> we're coming to the end of this little chapter. But so where do you live? Where is where are you? Li- are you in the Carrollton area? Where are you? So I'm right at the Carrollton-Lewisville line. 
And so, um, but my business is actively involved in all of, you know, Southern Denton County. So really blessed, even though I have lived in this southeastern part mm-hmm. for the majority, um, our work has me across the district continuously. So I've really had those relationships in place. Very good. Very good. So uh, one more question before we end here. What do you want to tell the people that you are wanting to do that you want them to vote for you? So vote for me because Why? I I am um, a strong advocate for our community. I'm willing to listen. I'm willing to fight hard and I'm tenacious and I won't give up because we know that, you know, I lost last time, but I'm t- modeling for my kids and my community. You don't always get it the first time. You need to pick yourself up and you need to fight for it and do it again. And that's the same thing in the legislative process. It's going to take several cycles to get the bills we wanted, but I'm going to do it. Well, you're listening to Alexandra and Friends 660, The Answer. Don't forget to sign up for our podcast. They're available to you on any of your listening um, media that you do. And this is uh, Facebook. It's Alexandra and Friends 660. And our website is alexandrafriends.com. Our podcasts are awesome. You need to pull them up. And we have a great uh, t- um Miller title is is what has made it possible for us to have all these guests that are superb in a, in our show. So, don't you agree? Courtney? I agree. We have some amazing people coming. Yes, so. and we'll so, be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> And now Alexandra and Friends presents questions with the sponsor. Here is Alexandra with Roberto Perez of Miller Title. Roberto, what is a title company? Why should I close on a title company? A title company is necessary to handle a transfer of real estate transactions. So it could either be commercial or residential. And we basically make sure everything in the transaction goes per the contract. To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com. Welcome back to Alexandra Friends 660, The Answer. This is, uh, so we are going to close this this show tonight with this wonderful guest that we have today, Kronda Timish and uh, Mr. Eddie Brown. And we want to hear a little bit of how they can t- tell our listeners about what they need to do for the primary voting and all that good stuff. So, Kronda, tell us a little bit what is going on, what do we have to do, and when is a lot, what, what is your situation right now? you got some other people running against you and all that good stuff. So, absolutely. So, for Eddie and I both, um, the so the process is you want to make sure you're registered to vote by January 30th. Um, you can go to either your votedenton.com uh, if you're a Denton resident, and then Dallas, Google Dallas Voting. And you can register uh, to vote. It's very easy to do online. I'm going to make sure you can also, if you have registered, but you aren't sure if everything's still active, you can also go to those websites, put in your first, last name, and birth date. It'll immediately tell you where you are. Um, early voting starts on Valentine's Day. So mm-hmm. as candidates, we want to make sure that you know if you love your candidate and you love Texas, go and early vote. That really helps a, a candidate out. Early voting for two weeks with Election Day on March 1st. So the process here, um, you, I am on the Republican ballot and Eddie is on the Democrat ballot. So in Dallas County, so you want to, to vote, you can vote anywhere in Dallas and Denton County, which is why we encourage you to early vote. You do not have to go to one specific building. So you can vote anywhere that um, in the county, which makes it much easier. I can tell you in Denton County, we've actually timed it. By the time you shut your door in the parking lot, 
go in, vote, get back to your car in the primaries, it's usually less than three or four minutes. So there's no excuse not to early vote. Very good. So, Eddie, come on board and tell us about you. What's where they where they can go vote? What do you have somebody running with against you, or what? What's going on? Yeah, I'm running against the uh, person who's in office right now. I Don't mention his name. I, I'm not gonna mention his name. I know it's an uphill battle. Uh, I just want everybody to register vote, hold people accountable to vote because the local election Amen. is what matters. Besides the, you know, everybody knows the president, but they aren't they aren't accessible to. It's the people that are local government. This is a municipal. Congress. Yes, ma'am. Congress. Uh, vote for the people who live in your city, care about your city, and who who, who about your city. Because, like I said, at the end of the day, it's low voter turnout. We need to we need to help, hold everybody accountable. All your Facebook friends, Twitter friends, make sure they vote. And like I said, I know it's an uphill battle, but. Going out and seeing my parents who are 70 or 80 going to put, you know, signs, signs in people's yards. I mean, that that's that's winning for me. So that's well, they're proud of you. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. And hopefully everybody else see that precinct four constable, Cedar Hill, DeSoto, Grand Prairie, Capel, Carrollton, Irving. I'm number one on the ballot. Eddie Brown, Woo-hoo. Jr., please vote. Very good. How uh, how are you doing with have you already done your kickoff? kickoff party and all that good stuff i mean i'm finding everything on my own and i realize it's expensive and uh-huh. I, i've had meet and grease uh and I, i've been in the in the community barbershops all over walking and it's kind of like i said it's an uphill battle and like i said I'm, I'm here for it i was just in the mlk parade in grand prairie and i told two people on the on the route i said hey where do, where do you live or where do you work at and i said hey i'm gonna come back and the next day i came back and they were like we never would have thought you came back. You held your word. I said, hey, good. if you elect me, I'm, I'm going to keep my word. Well, I can tell you that if you keep talking like this and working hard like this, you will you will make an impact. And you need to tell your, everybody you talk to that if they don't come and vote, they should not ever ask for anything. Thank you. You do. Because if they don't vote, they have no voice. Yeah. And that's the way you should do it. Yeah. I am a stickler about that. And I make no, no votes about it. So, Kronda, what about uh, you? What is the feedback you're getting from? Um, have you had your kickoff party yet? Yes, I've had a kickoff back in August, and then we just had a fundraiser uh, last week. And yes, campaigns are expensive, and so mm-hmm. um, you can uh, learn more about me or to donate is Kronda K R O N D A four F O R Texas T E X A S dot com, and would love for you to connect with our campaign. Um, but yes. Just wanting to make sure that I'm in meeting people, engaging um, people, answering questions, because people want to hear from the candidates that are going to represent them in Austin. Mr. Eddie, you want to tell us how we can get hold of you? Oh, uh, you can get a hold of me. Uh, my I'm on Facebook, uh, but my website is Eddie Brown Jr. Jr. Four the number four constable dot com. And like I said, all I ask you know, just get out there and vote. Hopefully, you can vote for me in Dallas County. Very good. And Eddie's vote. got a great Facebook, by the just, way. Just, just, just vote. I mean, like I said, I I'm a I'm a person who who loves to laugh, and with everything that's going on, you have to laugh. Lots and of humor, amen. So I mean, with every, I mean, it's if, funny. If you don't laugh, you cry. So that's I mean, right. with everything that's going on, I want to add humor, but then again, I, I want them to know, hey, I'm serious. I have a big heart. 
But one thing that I see tonight is that we have two people sitting here with us Mm -hmm. that are bringing different, different parts of the world, different campaigns, but they're special. And I'm looking both of you and you seem like you're, you're looking forward to having a conversation with him later on and you with him, with her. That's so important. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I want to tell you that I will help you all I can because I like you. I won't vote for you because I don't live there. Okay. <laughs> but you'll tell all your friends that do live there. Well, you, I, I will you'll tell spread them. the word. I, I'll try. I, yes, I will. And but I think you you need to come and have coffee coffee with me. I sure will. Okay. And uh, that's your. I'm going to hold you to that. I will. Okay. Yeah. So thank you very much. And who do you who's your, the company you work with in real estate? Uh, Fathom. Fathom. Which one? Fathom Real and McKinney. And McKinney. Yes. So remember t- Miller Title, whatever you do in closes, sure Miller Title. Okay. Sure will. Because he is providing this wonderful uh, show for us, and you're, he's also in the real estate business. So. I sure will. Thank so, you. Kronda, what about you? What's, uh, what, are, what do we look forward to? Uh, how's your campaign doing? Have you had any uh, idea what's going on? No, a great feedback. Um, we've got a great team of volunteers. Uh, we have people that are letter writing, phone banking, and block walking with me. Um, continuing, I have been blessed to receive the endorsement of um, Sheriff Tracy Murphy in Denton County, Judge Andy Eads, and all four constables um, in the county. As, Very good. And so, as well as the National Federation of Independent Businesses, which res- represents small businesses here in Texas and across the nation. Eddie, who who's endorsing you? My kids. No, I mean, Very good. I, I've that, only, that that's, was that's excellent. Only, that's the only people that matter to me. I mean, I've. I only done two endorsements and I uh, only heard back from one. I'm still waiting on the other. I, I realize when you do endorsements, you know, people, I guess they tend to stick with the face that's already in office so that they can, you know, but I mean, like I told them, I'm like, don't sell yourself short. Yeah, Eddie. Yeah. And I told don't. them, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I told them, Hey, all I want is your shot. Allow me to tell you who I am. And you guys decide after that. So we're going to have a long conversation. <laughs> I think you're, we're in the right side. We'll be on the right side. <laughs> well, this has been an exciting evening. I want to touch a little bit about what some of the things that happened last week. And, of course, you, uh, we were on our show the uh, Saturday night when the uh, event was going on at the um, synagogue in Colleville. And I am just so glad that everybody came out safe and that it was so very traumatic for, for the groups that were, uh, especially for the rabbi, because he had to protect his other uh, congregation leaders, but I think these are things that are happening every day, and yet you cannot even go to church or or, or a synagogue or school without the this, with a mall, you know. So I think that we need to. I think we need to work on law and order. We have lost the law, the order, the respect, and when you have district attorneys that are saying you will not be prosecuted unless you kill somebody. You know, it's happening. I don't know if you were reading all these things that are happening. Well, in Dallas, we have that situation. You could steal up to $700 or 900 I think, from our, and nothing will happen. And that's why if you looked up what happened in California with the train, you, you saw that they're starting to jump into the trains and run. So I am glad that you're running for constable because I think this is maybe a change that you can bring. And for you that we... Look a little bit more about the laws, uh, what's happening in the cities. And you are able to write the bills. And maybe you and, and you, Eddie, and you, Kronda, can work together and bring bills together and bring other people together to make things happen. Because it's become very, 
you know, when they take a, a bus to go to Washington because they don't want to have the, uh, they don't want to work at the, in, in Austin, we got trouble. So, so I'm looking forward to both of you winning and inviting us to their party, right? Always. As long as you have champagne. <laughs> of course. <No>? Okay. And, <laughs> so champagne Courtney, to be, will be celebrating. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> well, how do you know Eddie, by the way, Courtney? Alexander, we just talked about no, this. No, I hear that. Yes. He is one of my uh, clients at the agency. What kind is of it? client? Is for insurance. And oh, she, okay. And she's oh. great. She's one of the best, and I appreciate. Oh, I know. I, I just thought it was we're talking about. <laughs> especially I with the we were talking about real estate. Especially with the ice storm. I mean, <laughs> oh, she was, the ice storm that gives yeah. me yes. PTSD. Yeah, I, I called her the night of, and she was, she answered the phone, and she. Said, what is hey, the name of your company? Courtney? Integrity Personal Insurance. But you're also doing something else. Yes, I'm independent adjusting. Um, part time, you know, now that I got this whole single mom life again, got to get me a part time job. And so that's what I'm doing. So that's well, been good. It's been interesting. You know, in the state of Texas, you can have your agency and your adjuster license. So I've held both of those for 15 years and it's been good. It's good to to kind of work both sides of everything. And it's you know, I love the agency part for the fact we can get people properly protected and educate them prior to something happening versus on the adjuster side, we get the. Oh, I didn't know I needed that. Oh, no, I'm not covered. So so we're close to the last segment. So will you tell the people what your name and to vote for you? Yes, Kronda Timish. And my website is KrondaForTexas.com on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Mr. Eddie? Eddie Brown, Jr., Precinct 4 in Dallas County. I'm number one on the ballot. Make sure you choose right. And I hope you say, vote for me, right? I ask for, for the me. vote. I ask for the vote. Right, Kronda? Absolutely. Yes, I ask for the vote. Brown. And I asked for the real estate business, Alexandra Fincher at United Real Estate <laughs> with Miller Title. He needs the real the business, too. So we love having you tonight. It's been an exciting evening. We missed um, Billy Tatum, but yes. thank you so much. Oh, we do have a new sponsor for our podcast, uh, Mr. Jose with uh, Old House um, Barbecue on uh, Josie Lane in uh, Carrollton. Stop by and see him and tell him you heard his name. He's very good barbecue. Have a good evening. Thank you so much for joining our show this evening. Courtney? Have a good night. Thank you so much. Miss Cronda, thank you for being here. Thank you. Mr. Eddie, looking thank forward to talking to you. Thank you for having me. Have a good evening. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, your weekend fill of all topics that matter to you. Join us again next week at this same time for Alexandra and Friends on 660 AM, The Answer.